other There's an endless road to rediscover Hey, sister Know the water's sweet but blood is thicker Oh, if the sky comes falling down for you There's nothing in this world I wouldn't do Welcome back to another week of Sucker Radio here on MMASucker.com and MMAOpinion.co.uk. I am your host, as always, Jeremy Brand. Thank you once again for joining me for another week. You know, we always say it, we have a fantastic show. This week we're joined by two awesome guests. Um, later in the show we'll be joined by Titan Fighting Championships, Matt Riddle. Uh, he took the last year off, we'll be chatting with him about that. We'll be chatting with him about his upcoming Titan Fighting Championship 27 debut against Michael Kuyper. We'll be chatting with him about all of that later in the show. But up first, a guy who many of you may not know, but he is the man who was training with Juliana Pena when her severe, and many call it the worst knee injury in MMA, occurred. We'll be chatting with Sick Jitsu's Josh Gao. Um, I'm really excited about this because we haven't heard his side of the story. We've heard Dana White's. We've heard Sam Cecilia, who trains with those guys. We've heard Michael Chiesa, who trains with those guys at Sick Jitsu. But we haven't heard his side of the story. In fact, we haven't heard Juliana Pena speak out about her side of the story. So we've only heard Dana and, and those guys that have that have trained there. So I'm excited to chat with Josh about, you know, what exactly is going down what what exactly happened inside the sick jitsu gym with juliana pena so we'll be chatting with him in a few minutes here but something that i didn't chat about last week that i meant to get off my chest um not really off my chest but something that i'm extremely excited about the ufc is returning to canada for five events in 2014 and the one event obviously that i'm excited about they're returning to vancouver our hometown at MMA Sucker, Vancouver, Canada. They are coming back on June the 14th. As we mentioned, we mentioned that, I don't know, a couple weeks back, we had the breaking news or the rumor that you may say that they'll be heading back to Vancouver on June 14th. Well, it is now official. UFC 174 will take place at the Rogers Arena. The other shows, Quebec City is getting the Ultimate Fighter Nations finale. Montreal's Bell Centre... We'll be getting UFC 181 on December 6th. As I said, the Air Canada Centre in Toronto will be getting UFC 178 on September 27th. And Halifax will have its first ever live event, and it's a UFC Fight Night event, on October 4th. So this is the first time the UFC has done five events in Canada. Extremely excited about that. I'm extremely excited about this show. And this past weekend, I was excited about UFC 169, which I will get into later in the show after both our guests. But for right now, let's get right into our first guest. Right after this, we'll be speaking with Josh Gao. Give me your, give me your, give me your attention, baby. I gotta tell you a little something about yourself. He trains at Sick Jitsu in Spokane, Washington, with some of the UFC's brightest young talent, 
Please welcome Josh Gow to Sucker Radio. Josh, thanks for joining me today, man. Uh, I'm doing all right. How are you? I- I'm pretty good. Now, before we get to the nitty-gritty, just let people know who Josh Gow is. Plug yourself. Let our listeners know how you got into the sport of mixed martial arts. I started in about 2009. I uh, started doing amateur fights. I'm a professional now. I joined Sick Jitsu. A um, couple fights before I turned pro, like four fights before I turned pro. Um, and I've loved it ever since. We have a very family environment and everything, and I think we're doing really good. Now, let's get to the task at hand. Your name came into the mix this past week when it was announced that you were the training partner of Juliana Pena when she severely injured her knee. Just just give your side of the story because we have heard numerous people explain it, and yours will definitely be firsthand knowledge. Juliana texted me, and I saw at the gym, and I told, told her, yeah, and I... Uh, she came in, got ready to go, and asked her if it was ready, and we started rolling. This was our first round. Um, we weren't but about two minutes into it. This was just submission wrestling, grappling, rolling, whatever you want to call it. And uh, I took back position off the wall, and as we were falling away from the wall, um, you know, with my hooks in her, she was supporting my weight as I was going for an RNC, and her knee twisted in a weird way, and, and then... Where are where we are today? It was absolutely terrible. What what's it, the what's the difference in size between you two? Some people might wonder this. Uh, we fight. Uh, Juliana and I fight at the same weight class. We're both one thirty fivers. And and there was not was there anything different during this training session compared to your normal training sessions with her? Uh, no, not at all. I train with Jules on a very regular basis. Um, we were just going in there. It was a submission grappling, you know, bout and. There was nothing different. It was, you know, it was slow pace. It was the first round, and it, it was a freak accident that, you know, that that's all it was. There's really nobody that can explain it. It's a, it was a freak accident at the gym. Now, some people said that it, it might have been that she wasn't warmed up, and, and do you know if this was the case? We just, she came in, and we just got, got right after it, you know. Uh, you know, she Juliana works hard. She's always working out, so. I can't, I can't really say. For sure. Now, where do you think Dana White's story came from? Because he he's he said things um, like he said things like you know she should leave sick jitsu. The place is toxic. Do you think Juliana made it up, or or did he sort of construe what she said? I, re- I really don't know and can't say right now. Um, I I just don't think sick jitsu should have gotten drug under the radar. You know, uh, you know we dance on top of the fence every day and. You know, if we fall off and get hurt, it shouldn't be a surprise to anyone, including us. Um, it's, you know, I know he said she was hysterical. I don't I don't know what Julie said or, you know, how that story got about. Now, what, do, what were your thoughts when he said the gym was toxic? Because obviously there are other UFC fighters that train at Sick Jitsu. Oh, I think he was completely wrong. We have a very good gym, you know, we're very... We're very together as a gym, you know, we have maybe an odd way of doing stuff, but, you know, we produce three UFC fighters, and, you know, we're obviously doing something right. Definitely. Now, Juliana has actually cornered you. Uh, I, I saw her up here in Vancouver with you when you fought for Battlefield Fight League. What was all this talk about you razzing her about her ultimate fighter jersey and stuff? Was that just, was that misconstrued as well? Oh, for sure, yeah. If anything, you know, she she hadn't worn it very often, and it 
it made her look, you know, very strong. It wasn't a, it, it was nothing. I guess that was just, would have been what you'd call small talk or anything. I had a gym humor. <laughs> now, have you reached out to her yet? And, and how is she doing? You know, I don't know. Um, I haven't reached out to her. Uh, you know, I'm sure she's pretty upset about this, this accident. You know, it's a catastrophic thing. It's got to be just horribly devastating. You know, I can't imagine having it happen. Um, so I, I don't know how she's doing emotionally. I know she's going to have a doctor's appointment down in Los Angeles. Um, or I think so. She has a doctor's appointment here soon, and, and she's going in for surgery on her knee. Well, well, that's good news that she's going to be getting checked out and stuff like that. Do you, do you feel like this could? I mean, you're three and zero as a professional fighter, correct? Yes. Do you feel like this? I mean, you you got fights coming up, I'm sure. Um, obviously, your overall goal is to get to the UFC. Do you think this puts your name in, in sort of a sticky situation, or do you not think of that at all? I mean, it does, and that's that's what I'd like to clear up, or would have liked to have already had cleared up. Um, you know, I want my name to be pronounced as a good way, not to be, you know, remembered as somebody that, you know, hurt my training partner, you know, or that was in an accident with my training partner. This, it's, it's gotten blown out of proportion, and I, I really think it's pretty horrible of the media to set somebody out as an attacker and not to get all the facts before, you know, coming out with all this stuff. And that's exactly why we wanted to get you on the show. Obviously, your opinion on w- training with women and men at the same time. I mean, Juliana came in there, and it was said that she came in full bore. She was part of the team as it was. Obviously, your opinion on her hasn't changed at all. No, I mean, Juliana Pena is my friend, for sure. Now, do you do you have any final words on the the whole situation that you'd just like to get out there to our listeners? No, not really. This was a, a freak training accident, and it... You know, it, it happens in gyms, and it and it really, really sucks. And it's really horrible that it happened to our gym and to our, our little star athlete, Juliana. Now let's get on to, uh, uh, okay, enough about Juliana. Let's talk about you a little bit before we let you go. As I said, you've fought up here in Vancouver in the past for Battlefield Fight League. Will we see you up here again with that promotion? Uh, maybe sometime, yeah. It was pretty hard getting into Canada and getting all our, you guys require a lot more blood work and stuff um, up there and a lot. A lot of odd things that we don't require as much over here. So, but other than that, you know, your atmosphere was good and everything. So it's not something I'm opposed to at all. Do you have another fight lined up uh, in the not so distant future? Uh, yeah, I have a fight scheduled for this Saturday actually in Anacortes. Nice. Uh, who are you fighting and what's the organization? Just sort of plug it. Uh, I'm fighting for Koga and uh, I'm fighting Anthony Zender. Nice, man. Now, obviously, you're from Spokane, Washington, as we said. How about them Seahawks? Were you able to party at all? Uh, I mean, you said you sure. fight on Saturday night. Were you able to enjoy the festivities? Oh, I mean, I yeah, I had some chicken. There's a, there's my That was my healthy meal. Um, yeah, go Hawks, for sure. Uh, it was kind of a blowout. I was a little disappointed with the Broncos not doing anything, but... <laughs> Definitely. I mean, we're Seahawks fans up here in Vancouver as well. But, I mean, even though it was a blowout, it's pretty cool to see your home team win uh, the Super Bowl. Oh, for sure, yeah. There's no doubt at all, especially the first time in Seahawks history. So, uh, way to take that one home. Definitely. Now, he is Josh Gow. He's a sick jitsu fighter, as we said. Thanks a lot for joining me today, man, to clear the air on, on this whole uh 
I mean, catastrophic situation. Just let people know where people can get a hold of you in the social media universe. Joshua Gal on Facebook or Gal Power at Twitter or at Joshua Gal MMA. Perfect, man. Cheers and all the best on Saturday night in your fight. And I'm extremely sorry that this this whole thing happened. And and definitely all the best for 2014, man. Yeah, I hope Juliana's injury gets cleared up fast and she's back at it as soon as she can. Thanks a lot, Josh. All right. Now, as he said, it's pretty clear that the media has misconstrued and and UFC president Dana White has sort of misconstrued what has gone on with this whole Juliana Pena situation. And I really appreciate Josh taking the time out of his evening to join Sucker Radio to, to, to give his side of the story and what actually happened in the gym. You know, they were training. It was a freak accident. And that that's what happens in training. Sometimes freak accidents happen. Yes, this was the worst knee injury that Dana White has ever seen. This is the worst knee injury in mixed martial arts, some people are saying. But it wasn't Josh Gao's fault. And, and great on him for coming on Sucker Radio and clearing the air. This kid doesn't want his name dragged under the bus. He is extremely disappointed about what happened. He's extremely thoughtful towards Juliana Pena and, and the fact that she is hurt. He wants her to heal up as fast as she can. There, there was no attack. There was none of this. He took her back in training and somehow her knee gave out. That's all it was. It was a freak training accident. And I feel bad for the guy because he was the one that it happened to. I feel bad for Juliana. We Here at Sucker Radio, we wish her all the best. And we wish Josh all the best as well. He's got a fight coming up on Saturday, as he said. He plugged it. If you're in the area of Anacortes, go check it out. If not, check out Josh on his Facebook page and his Twitter page. And, and try to wish the guy the best. I mean, he hasn't done anything wrong here. He was a training partner of one of the best female mixed martial artists of 2014 or 2013 in the UFC she she won the ultimate fighter she showed that she's worthy of of the spot with the organization and she doesn't get to prove that for a few years here because of this knee injury so all the all of our best wishes from sucker radio and mmasucker.com go out to Juliana and obviously to Josh as well and thanking him very much for for joining us this evening well enough of that We've got Matt Riddle, who will be uh, making his Titan Fighting Championship debut at the end of the month against Michael Kuyper. He'll be joining us right after this quick break. Joining me on the line right now is a man who has been on the show before and will be making his debut with Titan Fighting Championship at the end of the month. Please welcome Matt Riddle back to Sucker Radio. Thanks for joining me today, man. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Now, you had a hectic end to 2013 with the retirement, the Bellator release, and obviously blasting the UFC. How has the start to your 2014 been? It's pretty good, you know. Yeah? It's all right. <laughs> it's all right, man. How's your 2014? I can't complain at the moment. I mean, we're still early in the year, right? So. <laughs> yeah. 
Do you do you still have those hostile feelings towards the UFC? I don't have any hostile feelings. You know, I, you know, I I don't agree with them, but I don't think I'm hostile. And Bellator, you know, so I'm not hostile either. They let they let me go, so why would I be hostile about that? Do you agree? Did you want to be let go? You know, I was re- I, I can't really talk about it, and I'm not going to talk about it for legal reasons. But it worked out for the best, and I'm happy where I'm at now. Now let's talk about that. You'll be making your um, Titan FC debut at the end of this month. What made you decide to sign with these guys, and how are how excited are you to get back in the cage? I'm definitely excited to get back in the cage, you know. I just, you know, I just want to fight. That's what I'm good at. just want to get back in there and put on a show, win some fights, and do my thing. And, uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm excited to sign with Titan. I talked to, you know, the guys, and they shoot straight from the hip. They told me what they had to offer, what they could do, where they put me on the card, when, and, uh, They've done everything they've said they're gonna do, so I can't complain. Seems like the new the new brass over at Titan FC with Jeff Aronson and and his new team, they seem to be doing good things with the organization. We've seen some big signings, so you're excited to be part of this team, eh? Yeah, I'm definitely excited to be part of the team. They definitely got their head on their shoulders. You know, they're on CBS Sports. It's a uh, good publicity. It's a good it's a good way to network and. Uh, and they seem like great people, so I can't wait to work with them. Now, when this bout takes place at the end of February, you'll have been out of action for over a year. This is the longest uh, absence from the sport you've taken in your career. How how did it feel to not compete? Uh, you know, it was nice, you know, not having to compete and worry about it and cutting weight and all that stuff. And, uh, you know, it was a good time. But, you know, I just, I go in the gym, I train, and I'm just, I'm, I'm extremely talented, and I don't know, I'm just, I felt like I kind of wasted my time this past year, you know, especially being juggled around a little bit from, you know, getting fired, then to like, you see, then to Bellator, then, you know, beginning of 2014, now I'm with Titan, and things are looking good, you know, we're three weeks out, a little over three weeks out, and, uh, Everything's good. So, what about financially? Yeah. Being out for over a year. What? What's that? I said, what about financially? How how did how did that play into effect? Being out for over a year. How how were you able to? I mean, you you fight for a living. So, what what was your backup for that past year? Uh, you know, well, I did fight in February, and I was on a four-fight win streak with a submission of the night and some other notable wins. So, so I definitely had money saved up, you know. But, uh, you know, I just, uh, my wife, was she substitutes, so she does that periodically for money. And, uh, you know, I do privates there and there and stuff like that and seminars and that seemed to work out for me. So definitely not UFC money, but you know, I wasn't dead. I'm not dead. So you you talk UFC money. Is is this Titan FC 
um, salary going to compare with that? Without, without, uh, obviously, no. without releasing information that you can't release, uh, will you be satisfied? Uh, I'm satisfied just because I spoke to them and we had an arrangement. It's definitely the least amount of money I've ever fought for. But, you know, that wasn't the point. I just wanted to get back in their fight, and they gave me a great opportunity to be, to be part of Titan and then to be, you know, the co-main event of their first card on CBS. So... You know, I'll, uh, I'm stoked. You know, and they, and they were also very generous with me, and they let me just have a one fight deal with them to start off with. And uh, due to the last year, I just didn't want to sign more than one fight at a time. You know, for sure, yeah. Now your opponent, Michael Kuyper, is also a UFC vet. He's fought for the the organization as well. What do you know about him, and where do you see holes in his game? Uh, he's a Dutch kickboxer. Uh, he has the nickname Judo in there. <laughs> I've seen him, I've seen him do some jujitsu. You know, I, he's trained out here in Vegas. We fought on the same card back in February, like probably two, three years ago in the UFC. And uh, when he fought Rafael Natal or something like that, uh, and. Uh, you know, he, he, he's tough, he's scrappy, you know, but uh, I think it's a very winnable fight for me. You know, it's that middleweight. I'm excited to go back up to middleweight. Don't have to cut, like, 30 pounds, so that's cool, and uh, yeah. Now, you, you haven't fought, you, you have this interesting sort of career. You haven't fought any of your um, professional fights outside of the octagon in your MMA career. Do you feel like this will be... A nice fresh start for you. Uh, I think it'll be a nice fresh start. You know, 2013. Even though you know I started off with a win, you know it kind of went downhill from there. You know, so uh, I think it'll just be nice, win, lose or draw, just to get back in the cage and get into a fight in front of people. It'll just be nice. So yeah, I guess it's a fresh start. I guess, but. You know, it's just, I, I just can't wait, man. It's just been too long. No kidding. Now, um, you say win, lose, or draw. Obviously, you're not thinking lose or draw. A lot of fighters say they won't or can't make predictions yeah. how a fight will end. However, I know you're always outspoken. So, in a perfect world, how does Matt Riddle finish Michael Kuyper at Titan FC 27? Well, in a perfect world, he got finished his last two fights with a guillotine. So I would say in a perfect world, he shoots in on me and I guillotine for a third time. <laughs> like that would, be, that would be pretty cool. But, uh, you know, I, I don't think he's going to make that mistake a third time. I'm, I'm hoping for his sake that would be unfortunate. But, uh, you know, in, in a perfect world for me, I go out there, land a couple punches, clinch them up, hurt them, you know, take them down, hurt them some more maybe submit him off a takedown or submit him on the ground or maybe catch him with the knee in the clinch and knock him out, you know? Finally, after such a long layoff, you know, we said it's been a year. What are your goals for the 2014 calendar year? Uh, you know, just stay as active as possible. Hopefully get like three to five fights in, hopefully, you know. You, you never know, especially with injuries and people pulling out of fights and this and the other thing. So that that would be nice. And 
just just stay uh, busy, you know. I basically had a nice year off last year, so I was bored. So <laughs> hopefully this year I can uh, fight, make some money, and uh, may you know maybe get back into the thing, you know, the swing of things, and get back in the mix, you know. By mi- in the top twenty or so. By the mix, do you do you do you have a goal, obviously, to get back to the UFC? Then, Dude, that's the unfortunate part. And I, I, you know, I like the people at the UFC. I do. I, I wish you know things didn't work out the way they did. You know, but they did. But uh, you know, I, of course, I want to get back to the UFC. That's where the cream of the crop is. That's where the top guys are. That's where everybody's watching. You know, so. It's like, yeah, I want to get back there. It's like I was already there. I would like to get back there. I was on a four or five win streak. So, you know, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's always up to them. And I know they definitely don't see eye to eye with me. So it's whatever. I I could definitely see me never making it back in. But it's, you know, I'm just going to keep fighting, win some fights, do that for the next couple of years. And, you know, maybe I make it back in. Maybe I don't. And, uh, we'll see. Being on a four-fight winning streak, um, do you feel like you will be sort of the most sought-after middleweight slash welterweight fighter outside the UFC then? Uh, you know, kind of. I wouldn't say most sought-after. You know, I, th- I think is I definitely carry something with me. You know, I, I've had all my pro fights in the UFC I'm on a four-fight win streak, and I don't think anybody's ever been fired on a four-fight win streak out of the, you know, out of the UFC. So that definitely brings its own little, you know, you know, it gives you some breathing room when you talk to people. But at the same time, it's like you're only as good as your last fight. So I just want to get in there and just, you know, do as much damage as possible, unfortunately, for my opponent, you know, just make a statement on CBS. Unfortunately for you, we'd like to see that. He is Matt Riddle. He'll be fighting Michael Kuyper at TFC 27. Uh, Matt, thanks for joining me today, man, and, and just let people know where they can get a hold of you and catch up with you in the social media universe. Yeah, man, you can uh, find me on Twitter <laughs> and Facebook. You know, if you look up Matt Riddle or Matthew Riddle, you'll, you'll find me. I'm the dude that is blowing glass and fighting. There's not too many dudes doing that, so <laughs> name that riddle. Blowing but, glass, eh? Yeah, blowing some glass, you know, but I'm putting that on the back burner right now, fighting, so. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Matt, and, and good luck at the end of the month and also all of 2014, man. Hopefully we get back to you. Uh, back to the big show by the end of the year. And, and, I mean, Titan FC looks like they're doing good things, so hopefully we see you back in that cage as well. Yeah, definitely. I, I definitely see a good future with them. So, yeah, I, I can't wait. Hopefully I'm just active. All the best, man. You too, brother. Matt Riddle, relaxed as always. Um, almost too relaxed, but, you know, this guy four-fight winning streak and he's released from the organization obviously he had some you know drug testing problems but he he definitely is going to be one of the most sought after fighters outside of the organization just because of that sort of presence that he brings to the cage and 
and the fighting style that he has. He he goes for broke every single time he enters inside the cage. So it's going to be a great fight between him and Michael Kuyper at Titan FC 27th on February 28th. I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to the rest of that card. As I said at the beginning of the show, this past weekend, it was fight week. We had UFC 169 go down. And it didn't go down without any controversy. With, you know, all these past fights have had some controversy in in the main events. And, and this one was just like that. So we had Hen and Burrell defeat Uriah Faber uh, in the very first round. He, he dropped him on two different occasions and then... From a turtled position, Uriah Faber was holding on to Barrow's leg while Barrow was punching him in the glove. Faber said he was good, gave the thumbs up, and then, you know, Big Herb Dean came in and uh, and stopped the fight. Been chatting with a lot of people on Twitter about this, about what is and what constitutes intelligent defense. Obviously, you have to take into play Burrell was hitting the glove the entire time Faber was was covering up. Um, he gave Herb Dean the thumbs up like he was okay. But at the same time, he had been dropped twice. So, was the stoppage just? I don't know. I, I personally think it could have gone longer. I also had the argument of, well, should it go longer because it's a championship fight? That's hard to say as well. I personally, from my own opinion, think that it should go longer because it's a championship fight. You should give the challenger a little more leeway in terms of getting out of the position. Then I had the talk of, well, he didn't look to advance his position from where he was at. If Uriah Faber was going to advance his position from there, he would have put himself in an even worse position. So he held on, let Brow punch him in the glove, and unfortunately for him, it got stopped. He was a complete gentleman after the fight. He uh, he told Joe Rogan, you know, let TJ Dillashaw have his shot, which was absolutely awesome. Um, so he's sort of passing the torch on to one of his teammates. And, and Dillashaw, you know, this kid has everything um, coming his way. But uh, I don't think we'll see Brow fight him next. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see who will take on Brow next. Uh, Dominic Cruz uh, could be in the mix. Uh, some people thinking Ali Bagautinov, or however you say his last name, could be in the mix. I think it's a little too soon for him. But we'll see in due time who the next challenger for Henan Brow is. In the co-main event, we had another title fight. Jose Aldo taking on Ricardo Lamas. And Aldo was pinpoint accurate for through... The first three and a half, four rounds of this fight, he looked to have his way with with Lamas, and then it became, you know, the same old Aldo. He he seemed to have tired out. Lamas was able to take him down in the fifth round and end up throwing some good shots inside the guard. It it looked exactly the same as the Mark Hominick fight, where he had a big bump on his head. He was raining down the punches. And that was the same thing with Lamas. He took him down. He ended up throwing down bombs, but wasn't able to finish. So we saw Aldo retain his title, and, you know, he is the best featherweight around for a reason. He is super tough to beat. He's never been beaten inside the octagon. He's he's 
talented as heck. And uh, it looks like the next fight for him will be moving up to the UFC's lightweight division and taking on Anthony Pettis for that title. So, super fight. He'll have to get rid of his featherweight strap and, and give it up and move up. But that's an exciting fight. Moving down the card a little bit, Alistair Overeem. Yes, he played it safe against Frank Mir, but my goodness, he looked great. I thought he did at least. Dana White didn't think he was he, he he'd look very good, but I thought he looked fantastic. He he took it to Frank Mir on numerous occasions. He could have finished him in the very first round, but you know what? He didn't gas himself out. If he wasn't able to finish in the first round and he did punch himself out, Frank Mir would have had shots in that second and third round possibly, but he didn't. Alistair Overeem picked him apart and finished and won that one unanimously. My goodness. This Abel Trujillo versus Jamie Varner fight that kicked off the UFC 169 main card. Holy crap. These guys threw caution to the wind. Haymakers after haymakers after haymakers, and Trujillo ended up knocking Varner flat on his face. He not only got fight or knockout of the night for that knockout, but he also won fight of the night honors. And uh, both these guys, I mean, great on them. They'll both be fighting in the UFC again, and holy crap. The one thing that was pretty tough was was the prelims. I was extremely nervous to order the pay-per-view after the way the prelims went because, you know, it is what it is. The prelims went, almost every single fight went to a unanimous decision, and and we were stuck. And I was like, holy crap, could this get any worse? And you know what, we, we were in for a treat with the main card. We had some great fights, so should be good. I'm excited. I was excited uh, about the fights, and, and they all went well. It was nothing to write home about by any means, but it was good, um, and that and that was that. So I I I don't know. I was excited about it. We don't have a fight this weekend. It's not fight weekend. We have a fight next weekend on the fifteenth with UFC Fight Night thirty six Machida versus Musasi. We'll get into that a little more next week. Um, but for this week, I'd like to go over some of the news that's gone out. Obviously, we had the whole Juliana Pena situation, which we talked about earlier in the show. With her teammate Josh Gow, we're not going to talk about that anymore. Um, fight announcement: We got Donald Cerrone versus Edson Barboza set for UFC on Fox 11 in Orlando. Um, that's going to be a great fight. Uh, you know, Cerrone said he wants six fights in in 2014, and and this is number two already. So we'll see how that goes. Um, Jessica, I it came out on Saturday prior to the UFC 169 card, that her fight at UFC 166 with Sarah Kaufman in Texas had been changed to a no decision. There was no talk. No one knew why. Simply, SureDog got an email from the Texas Commission stating that the win had been overturned to a no decision. There was no word as to why. No one said anything. There was speculation, but no one knew why. And today it came out that the win was overturned to a no decision because Jessica I failed the drug the post fight drug test. No one knows what the drugs were. No one knows anything about that. She's on a pro she can fight supposedly. She's on a probationary suspension, but many are saying that she is out for the next year. 
Um, so we'll see what that does for her upcoming bout against Alexis Davis. It was also announced today on Monday that John Fitch will fight the winner of Steve Carl versus Rusamal Palharis for the welterweight championship, which Steve Carl holds right now. Um, and we'll see who John Fitch takes on after World Series of Fighting 9 in March. Another bout announcement, Joseph Benavidez will take on Tim Elliott at UFC 172 in April. That fight is going to be awesome. I'm super excited for that one. Um, it's going to be fast. It's going to be furious. And we could see someone get finished because both these guys have power in their hands. That is about it for the news. Um, we said we had UFC 169. Thank you to my guests. I would like to thank... <clears throat> you know one thing that we didn't talk about last week, actually, that I'm surprised I didn't bring up as uh, as everything was set. We, we had rumors that Chris Weidman would be uh, facing off against Glover Teixeira at uh, UFC 173. Well, guess what? Now it's official. It is official that... You know, Weidman will defend his championship um, against Vitor Belfort, I mean. Not Glover Teixeira, what am I talking about? Chris Weidman versus Vitor Belfort in the main event. Co-main event, we've got Chael Sonnen versus Vanderlei Silva. My goodness, this is a fight card that is going to be off the hook. Um, while a venue is not announced, it is going to take place in Las Vegas, so... It's going to be interesting to see how uh, the whole TRT thing plays out, um, and and we'll see how that goes. But that's going to be a stacked card, and, and I would like to make my way to Vegas for that one if if, if I can. Um, that's it for Sucker Radio this week. I'd like to thank my guests, Josh Gao, for joining me to just clear up the situation with his training partner, Julieta Pena, at Sick Jitsu in Spokane, Washington. Thank you very much for him joining me. He hasn't he hasn't spoken to anyone else about this except for Sucker Radio, so cheers to him. Um, I'd also like to thank Matt Riddle for joining me. He's taking on Michael Kuyper at TFC 27 on uh, February 28th. Um, that fight's going to be fun. It's the co-main event at Titan Fighting Championships. Um, I'd like to thank everyone else for for listening. You can find Sucker Radio on iTunes. You can find Sucker Radio on Stitcher. And most recently, we've been added to the TuneIn lineup. So search Sucker Radio on TuneIn if that is your method of listening to podcasts and radio. We are on there now. Make sure you like us on Facebook. Like us on Twitter. Follow us. Have fun with Sucker because we have fun with you. With that, I'm out. Two undefeated fighters. Two unbeaten. And Olympic medalists. That is really impressive. Will battle for UFC gold. Ronda Rousey is so good. She is the greatest women's fighter in the world. UFC superstar Ronda Rousey versus undefeated challenger Sarah McMahon. The UFC women's match of weight belt.